That is totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dex, it's time for your bath. But I miss my show. Don't argue with me, young man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. Geek, too? Oh, God, no. Oh, so, yeah, oh, so that's God, why she turned no. to you, because she needed she her me, geek mom. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she, knew. she knew who to call. She did. She, she did. So we, she we got that taken care of. Talk to. She started Pokemon Snap yesterday, too. Apparently, she's oh. really liking that one. So. Snap is so much fun. Is my it? friend has it. Answer. Yeah, my friend has it. As a photographer, I was like, <gasps> but I'm not because I'm not really into Pokemon. So yeah. I just, I just was like, this might be the game. I just like just Bulbasaur. Gets me into, yeah, this might be the game to get me into Pokemon because it was I pretty was, fun. I was as a kid, but then yeah, any yeah. of the later stuff that I've tried to go back into, it just hasn't quite stuck. Yeah. Although, say pokemon go is the reason why i actually got into physical fitness like losing weight and yeah you know, i was i was almost 300 pounds and i started playing pokemon go and and started losing a, a lot of weight yeah. from that. wow i mean there's so yeah. many stories like when you yeah. talk about cultural touchstones and cultural impact like yep. that game has to take the cake over the last absolutely. 10 years oh yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, so so that's that was probably the the first real like pokemon game that i actually enjoyed Same. and then that's right and then and, and and snap is actually a total blast i love playing hmm. snap but i have to say like the way that it kind of uh rates things the way that it like rates the pictures like uh my friend jason will play it and i'm just like no but but this one will be better because because it's more in focus and the subjects there and there's other pokemon you know you're thinking <laughs> about all these different things as a photographer i'm like no this one will be better and then his wins and i'm like what? I heard this on a yeah. kind what of funny games. They were they were talking about that, and they were like, when you do the auto pick or whatever, it's yeah. like I would never pick this one, but it fulfills right. the criteria or whatever. Oh wow! Right. So yeah, it just depends on if you meet those little you know mm -hmm. game expectations. See, and I have a friend who streams, and she's honestly said, "I'm only playing this just to take picture of Pokemon butts. That's all we're doing. Just <laughs> that's fantastic. That's butts that's what my friend's daughter Pokebuts. is doing. Yeah, yeah that's what yep. my, that's what my friend's daughter is doing. She it's she just so wants ridiculous. the butts. Badoof's, been... Badoof's butt is a popular photo so really? far, I think. Everybody likes to take pictures of Badoof's That's butt. so weird. Because it's kind of equivalent to like a corgi butt. So everybody's like, oh. Badoof's butt. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that one. Uh, it's like a little beaver. Badoof, okay, okay. I think, yeah. So it's See, like, I, we, play, it looks we played like uh, We played Bug Snacks not too long ago. And I, I feel like that, that just, uh, uh, hit that uh, Pokemon Snap itch nice yeah yeah if you if you have a ps4 you got to play bug snacks it's so it. it's adorable I, it's so much fun oh man i've been trying to grind through assassin's creed valhalla for the past like two months I i'm just like i'm gonna yet. finish it this month i'm gonna finish i'm still it stuck on the Ezio, Ezio stuff i love Ezio's oh yeah storylines so i just yeah. like i got the Ezio collection and i and i still need to get through all of that see and this is the first assassin's creed game that i've really actually liked all of the other yeah. ones I played before, I've been like, I usually drop out about halfway through. I'm just like, I'm done. It's probably more that I have a little crush on Ezio more than yeah. anything else. I think I, I dropped off after the Ezio stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Once three yeah, came out, Ezio. I was like, mm, I think I'm done. I did yep. like three. Yep. It did not I like love, three. I love the Ezio stuff and, and nothing's been as good since then, but I haven't tried that the new see, one. Oh, so. but see, the ooh, Valhalla. It's Valhalla just, one. 
it's right it's right down my Ah. aisle of like norse mythology and celtic mythology and there's a a dlc coming out next week that's why i wanted to try and get the main quest done is because there's a dlc coming out called wrath of the druids and she goes to ireland Mm. or eivor Mm. the main character whether you're playing male or female goes to ireland i'm just like oh give it to me I was like, working to finish up Control last night because mm-hmm. Resident Evil came out today. That's and right. So I have it installed. I am so fucking excited. That's there's there's your answer, Sheena. You can. There's swear. my answer. I can swear. We wanted oh. to be respectful and make sure whether or not we could curse or not. We I curse like a on, fucking sailor. So I I listened to your show today and I was like, oh, oh I'm a little more excited. Not not that I wasn't excited before, but like I was like, oh, we're well, curse yes. at a bar. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. We're in your oh, house. Yes. Um, you know, I will probably, you know, cause I'm like, I, I taught, I'm a teacher, but I've got a fucking potty mouth. And so like, yep. I totally get and love and respect that. <laughs> and Johnny's eating like, ramen. Potty mouth. Hey, Mr. Johnny on the spot in your bushes. <laughs> it says he's can still hear connecting. us. He's still connecting to audio. We can see him. And then this is Tajian, uh, Hi, Dej, our Tajian. wonderful uh, programming and partnership manager. Awesome. Yeah. So if I stumble over my words, these guys are going to help me out a little bit. I had a severe migraine yesterday, and so mm. I'm still having speech issues from that. So if I'm stumbling and like tripping over my words, that's why. But uh, Johnny and Sheena are going to help out with that as well. But Johnny, you're We're on mute. We're just going to rant. We're just going to rant and ramble in her place when she has struggles. That's basically what there it you comes are. down to. <laughs> what you do, you yeah, yeah you like that, Johnny. <laughs> exactly. Johnny, you cut your hair since the last time I saw you, which was like a year ago. Yeah, it was getting too warm and I hated it. So gotcha. I'm going short now. So guys, welcome to the first episode of Geek Sorry, Podcast. Dinner. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> welcome to our first episode back after our super extended COVID hiatus. hiatus I think yeah. we're all vaccinated now. Yes. Right? We're all officially. Oh, I got my second dose. Yay. I'm officially 100% vaccinated. I'm yeah, I, I'm wondering when I'm going to have to go get my booster because I work in healthcare on my mm. off time. And so I'm like, hmm, when are they going to make me go get a booster? Because... <laughs> I'm going to Vegas in a few weeks and I am looking forward to it. I bet. I, like I said, I just got back from dropping my kid off. Um, we, we met in halfway in Santa Fe. And so we did a, a road trip down to Arches and Mesa oh, Verde fun. and got her hooked on being a junior ranger now. So all the I fun love stuff. Mesa Verde. Mesa oh, Verde is so fantastic. much fun. Oh, it it's is. so beautiful. I was super bummed. Green tables it. are the best. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the the big palace the cliff palace i think they call it was closed but we got to go see one of the smaller ones um we couldn't hike all the way down they had the trails closed but we could see it from across the way that was really cool but anyway guys nice. welcome back <laughs> i am sarah i'm one of your hosts here of geek parenting podcast and of course we have our two other hosts the lovely sheena do you want to introduce hey. yourself uh sheena vancott um photographer pretty much boring mostly just play games oh you're you're lovely as hell and you know it. <laughs> thank you thank you and of course we have johnny who is not in your bushes but he is apparently drinking something that looks very tasty i'm releasing <laughs> the crackers okay <laughs> and johnny where can we find you in the bushes in no the bushes. you can find me on on uh, um what's it the facebook's uh, Johnny Tuero, T-U-E-R-O. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I don't know why you would, because I don't ever post. Uh, you don't, think... not anymore. And you I don't, don't even remember my handle. That's why I didn't. I didn't even shout out myself because I don't really. I don't, I don't really post much anymore. 
Well, again, you can find me here. You can also find me on Twitch. I have been streaming. I am officially an affiliate on Twitch now. Um, so you can find me at twitch.tv slash loveslikepie. And then uh, occasionally doing other things like Another Mong Mess, the blog, and all of that fun stuff. But we have two very special guests with us today um, from, uh, let's see, Brain's already doing it. From, from Pop Culture <laughs> Classroom, which is a nonprofit organization that's been associated with previously Denver Pop Culture Con, um, which I now is. Yeah, what is it now? Like Den, Den, uh, Fan Experience? It's now going to be Fan Expo. So oh, yeah. uh, that's Expo. super exciting, and, and I hope it works out really well for you guys. But do you guys want to go ahead? I and, just know I had fun. That's yeah, all I know. we have a lot of fun at Denver. <laughs> it's my favorite event, honestly, especially after I got to meet. Critical Role cast and yep. get a hug from Matt Mercer. You How cried. I did cry. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I tell you, I cried. I did cry. You I did, did cry. cry. I was I there. Cry. I was like, oh, Matt Mercer. So you weren't the only one. <laughs> Critical Role brought tears and squeals out of everyone, regardless of age, gender. Oh, yeah, they're fantastic. Level of fan experience. They they brought it out. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Matt, a Tajian. Is that how you said Tajian? It is Tajian. Okay, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm Matt Slater. I am the education program manager at Pop Culture Classroom. Um, I'm a big old nerd, big old gamer. Um, previously, in previous lives, I had a, a theater degree and then I taught in the elementary school classroom for about six years. Uh, and now I've been doing education work with PCC for about two and a half. Uh, but you can find me at Maddie Slay on Twitter. You can also find us at Queer as Dope on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, and that. then, of course, you can find the professional I stuff at Pop Culture Classroom um, on any of the social medias. Cool. Awesome. And Tajan, where can we find you? And what's your background? You can find me at Nerdy Academic on Instagram and Twitter. I never post to Twitter, but I occasionally post to Instagram. I, like Matt said, I'm the programming and partnership manager for Pop Culture Classroom. Previously uh, worked in programming for Denver Pop Culture Con. And I also teach college communication courses and I'm proud to be known as the Star Wars instructor by most of my students oh, because there's nice. not a concept or idea that I cannot teach with Star Wars in some way, occasionally Star Trek, uh, but there's always something that you can bring back to nerddom when trying to teach things, so. That's, uh, as, that's as a former uh, women's studies professor, I can confer, concur. That, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I work at the library, and this week I have had a May the 4th display up all week. So yes, yes, love yes. it. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> it has gotten serious traction, and I love watching people get excited about it. Awesome. <laughs> so let's just start with, tell us a little bit about the background of, of Pop Culture Classroom and where that formed and why it formed and, and what it does. Yeah, it's uh, an old story now, a tale as old as time, uh, but about <laughs> 10, years or, or 10 years ago or so, um, a group of people got together and they decided that they wanted to teach using comics because that's how they learned how to read is through comics and graphic novels. And so they wanted to get that into classrooms and help teachers be able to do that, right? So they formed oh. a group called Comic Book Classroom. I love um, that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I right. I think one of it's, our first episodes we talked about using yeah, like, comics and graphic novels. Like, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. going to interject for just a second here. I, I've been married a few times. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first wife, which is saying something, her, her cousin um, hated reading until that cousin discovered Archie comics and then loved reading. So 
I, I love what you're saying. Please go on. Sorry to interrupt. I mean, I could give whole professional and do give whole professional <laughs> developments about how comics and why comics should be used. Yes. Um, I mean, I learned how to read by playing Pokemon and Zelda, right? So I have a very similar story, just not comics, it's video games, right? So I was not with Pop Culture Classroom at the time, only been there going on three years now, but at nice. the time they formed Comic Book Classroom and then they said, we need some way to raise funds for this program. Denver doesn't have a con, let's have a Denver Comic-Con. Um, and it became a wildly successful event, um, oh, yeah. way beyond their expectations, anyone's expectations. And uh, throughout over time, that became enough to fund our educational work that we do. So fast forward to now, we'll get to kind of the con and where that lives You know, later. Tajan will be able to talk all about that. Mm -hmm. um, but now we really focus on providing educational experiences through pop culture, whether that is- I love that in-person events that we'll be throwing or whether that is resources that we create for educators. So on our website, we have all kinds of free resources that people can download, anything from lesson plans and curricular units about how to create comics in the classroom or how to create board games in the classroom to graphic novel teaching guides. So if a high school teacher wanted to put Batman White Knight in their classroom, they have a lesson plan ready to go for that. Um, or if they wanna do, uh, you know, we worked with Abrams on their uh, graphic novel uh, about Kent, the Kent State shootings, Kent State Four Dead in Ohio. Um, and then we also do kids stuff like Max and the Midnight. So there's all kinds of lesson plans that we create for those. And then we also create a line of history-based comics called Colorful History. Um, and so it used to cover Colorado history specifically, but within the last year, we have expanded that to cover uh, events, people, and places all over the United States. And those can, are, again, all free downloads. Can I get the issues about Alfred Packer? No, uh, it, no, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have that actually. Oh, yeah, so yeah, the, awesome. and, and forgive me, so, I'm not a so native Coloradan, but that's the Ludlow Massacre. Yeah. Know, do you want to? Yeah, like it was a it was a cannibalism case actually. Right. Yeah. At the, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone made a music. Their first college film, Cannibal, the, Cannibal musical. the Musical. Yes. So. Yes. I'm gonna have to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> So that's kind of, uh, you know, the uh, mission behind a lot of the work uh, that we do. So now we also go into um, libraries, community centers and schools here in the Denver metro area and provide workshops that are anything from world building for sci-fi and fantasy to how to use Twine, which is a web-based uh, creation tool for interactive and branching stories mm -hmm. um, to how to draw for comics. Um, so that's our, our big focus that we, we, all of our events and everything that we do goes towards that. I'm not going to lie. I might've used Twine to help with some of my branching stuff for my instructional design. So <laughs> Yes. But, it's such a useful so tool. You can do it for D and D creative writing, like so many things you can use it for. If, if you want to use that to expand, I am a 13 year veteran in the Salt Lake County library system okay and i would be more than happy to connect you with who you need to because i love this idea <laughs> and we i absolutely it. love it seriously like if if we could expand like pop like, cities it would be amazing I, I started out as a delivery driver i did that for 10 years i went to the dock for a few years the the receiving dock and now i'm a library assistant in a branch and have actually started taking college courses because i want to become a librarian which is a surprise to me more than anything <laughs> else like, how, that sounds so fun <laughs> it is and so like 
I love this. So like, seriously, like, I feel like we should work together more to bring this, <laughs> not to just Colorado libraries, but let's, let's make it Rocky Mountain libraries. Man, here's the thing. We want to do that so bad. Oh, but right now, yes. we are a staff of five. Um, and we'll not six, so with some of I'm our with teachers, you. Uh, you know, he's like, I'm on board, but <laughs> with this new partnership that we've kind of entered into, we're hoping that that is going to be able to bring us some resources to someday get to the point where, yeah, not only are we offering downloads to everyone nationally, but we can hopefully uh, extend our teaching practice and have, you know, branches and chapters that's years down the road, but that is like the ultimate, the ultimate goal. I love it. I do. I love it. I, when, when you get there, I am so on board and I know who to talk to. I mean, we Hello. got our first contact. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Johnny, you know, do you have any questions um, on any of that information that we passed by? Yeah. So, so the, this program, uh, do you mind explaining the, the basics of how does it work? At least in the, in the Colorado area. So our program where we're sending teachers out. Yes. Yeah. So it really works by uh, schools, libraries, after school programs. They reach out to us um, and they say, hey, we're looking for programming. And a lot of times they're like, I know my kids are into pop culture. I don't know what we want, but we want something. Right. And so we talk to them and we say, well, you know, we could do workshops on cosplay so that you could have design learning. Right. Uh, get those critical thinking skills in there. We could do workshops on how to create board games and give you project management skills and teamwork skills. Right. We could do workshops on drawing for comics and give your kids experience as to what it's like to be a, a, a self-supporting artist. Right. What I, do they have to do? I love that because our, uh, so the Salt Lake County library system currently has 17 libraries, but we're expanding in the next couple of years, we're going to have two more. And a lot of that expansion is based on what we call makerspace, which is a mm -hmm. lot of kind of what you're talking about here. Let's teach these kids, hey, let's teach you how to make comics. Let's teach you how to fix a bicycle. Let's do like, we want to be so community focused. And what you're saying is very much like uh, in tune with that. And I'm, I'm, I'm really loving it. And it can look lots of different ways. Like, you know, we have done anything from going into a school and where it's an economics class. And we said, well, what if, you know, the end product, instead of writing an essay or something like that, is they make a podcast. And so yes. we go in as the podcast experts and teach them how to make a podcast. Um, anything from that, you know, academic route to just going in for the enrichment and going in to show these kids, like, you can do this, you can make this, you don't have to only be a consumer, you can be a producer too, right? Yes, practical so like, skills mm -hmm. are like, okay, it's, it's, it's going to be the exception, not the rule. But if you have the talent and the content, you really could make it as a podcaster, but, you know, or a blogger or whatever, and encouraging children, encouraging young people is kind of our goal. So, and, and that sounds like where is, is the same goal you have. 
And yeah, I and, love and that. Making it accessible for them, right? Yes. So for example, one thing we actually just submitted a proposal to Sony. Hey, Sony, if you're listening, I need you to, to get on this um, to either give us money or give us a bunch of PlayStations. To we know you're out. listening, Sony. Come on. I know they listen to this. Um, but to get Dreams. Uh, are y'all familiar with Dreams, the, the game creation platform? I have not heard uh-huh. of it before. So Media no. Molecule is the producer of the Little Big Planet series. Oh, um, nice. And their latest project <sighs> is a game called Dreams on PlayStation platforms that has not been talked about enough. People have not been giving this enough attention because it is a game creation platform. It's like mm. Mario Maker on fucking steroids, right? <laughs> it's You can create anything any type of game, you can create an animated film, you can compose music in this game creation tool, right? And so what if we brought that into school libraries to say, this is your intro to game design, right? This is your intro to film design. This may not be how the pros do it when they get to that level, but let's give you the tools to, to know that you can do this, right? And then say, now, where do you go from here? So that is a lot of what we do is we give the kids the intro, we give them the first steps. And then we say, now it's on you to like, now that you know you can do this, here's where you go from there. And I do want to say like, it's it's more than just kids who are in schools. I actually downloaded Mm -hmm. last year, this is how Matt and I got in contact with with each other. I had downloaded um, the colorful history on impeachment because Lily had questions about impeachment. One of my favorite issues. The art in that issue is gorgeous. Really good. And even though, you know, I have a, you know, a master's degree, composite political science, like it, I couldn't remember everything from that long ago. So of course I downloaded it and we were able to answer her questions just based on those comics, you know, and and we were able to talk about it and she could ask questions and understand what was happening last year. Um, And it was just, it was so good. So even for homeschooled kids, these resources are so invaluable, you know? Yeah, all of our downloadable resources, we definitely pitch to parents and homeschool audiences too, because again, maybe your student, maybe your kid just wants to read, uh, you know, we have a teaching guide for Naruto. We have a teaching guide for My Hero Academia. Maybe they just want to read that. And you as a parent are thinking, how can I activate what my kid is interested in and get some some juice out of it, right? Mm-hmm. How can I get some learning out of it? And you can totally use it that way. So yeah, absolutely not just for educators. You can 100% use these things in your home. You want your kid to create a board game because they're bored. Like here's a curriculum with videos ready to go where you can walk your kid through step-by-step step. and what a cool summer project that would be. That'd be amazing. And yeah. it's, a great, well, it's a great common language for parents and Teachers, you know, regardless of the age group, pop culture gives you that bridge to be able to engage in conversations that oftentimes kids don't realize that there's going to be a deeper purpose to it. Mm -hmm. They don't know that you're pulling out deeper meanings or working on emotional intelligence. We did a pop stream learning lounge, which is our YouTube show, an episode last month about using D&D in emotional growth. And what does it mean to be for like six-year-olds, by the way, yeah. <laughs> if, if kids don't know they're being taught, they're way more susceptible. Mm-hmm. And I love yeah. that. I wish I could get Lily to play D and D, but her attention span is so short. Like I've tried, let's roll some dice. Let's make you a character. Yeah. I just want to roll the dice. I just want to play the dice. <laughs> so this that's, system... that's totally me. <laughs> it is. This is totally Sheena. <laughs> it's called. Oh, no, uh, we just had that experience. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to do, but it's a, a that creativity skill, you know, that, ima- that skill of a, being able to imagine 
is a skill that we have to nurture in our kids. Um, yes. You know, so yeah, where that, were you that's guys when I was a kid though? And I needed this because <laughs> now I try to play D and D as an adult, and I'm like. What's happening? <laughs> well, if you want to run a game for kids, this system specifically is called No Thank You Evil. And yeah, me, Tajin, and two other adults played it and had a blast. Um, so for- I'm that person that has never played and has tried yeah. and been like, my goodness, there's so much work involved. It's overwhelming. Character. Yeah. So I, I was nervous going into this. We're going to play <laughs> D&D live and we're going to be, you know, teaching people how to use it in the classroom. And I'm going to look like a complete moron because I can't grasp <laughs> this character. And I will say, for those of us that tend to struggle concentrating, I just sure. had to find oh, a yeah, D&D geared towards yeah. six-year-olds. And it was great. Nice. Perfect. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> I'm gonna write, I wrote awesome. that down. No thank you, Evil, because I'm going to make Lily play it when she gets home. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, oh, I actually have it. Oh, we're not on camera. People can't see, but it's by uh, Monty Cook Games. <laughs> Monty Cook Games? Yes. Well, we can, we can we can link it in the episode. Yes, we can. Yeah. Well, we by we I mean Sarah. By, so yeah. Sarah, Sarah, write yeah. it down. <laughs> That's why I'm writing it down on my notebook. Sarah, get on that. The by we I, I mean forget. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's always me. Um, it is. It's your show. Not really. It's I mean, well, kind of. Oh, you're you're show. the mother of podcasts. Come on. <laughs> That's true. I'm the mother of podcasts. <laughs> I'm mother not the mother of, of dragons. I am the mother yeah. of podcasts. For those that are listening, you, you Sarah has uh, the eye of Sauron behind her. So <laughs> that was just like, I had thought you had the authority just from that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> see, and I, I only changed mine because my background was not just unappealing. So <laughs> my, my sleeping dogs and my messy I haven't, bed. And... I haven't figured out how to change mine. That's why I haven't. Oh, but see, you've got Iron Man and Stormtroopers. I can see. Yeah, I have, I got, yours looks I, fine. He's in his closet. Put <laughs> <laughs> my helmet on. Oh, you see, oh, yeah, that's rad. <laughs> that's an old school. Wow. He got it all wow. geeked out down there. I'm, anyway. I'm old school Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, you guys, kind of with things going forward, and and how big are the changes you guys are anticipating with Fan Expo as opposed to um, Pop Culture Con? And what and kind of are they going expect? to do it? are they going to hold an expo in 2021, as far as we know? Well, we can't say for sure what 2021 looks like. That sure. is on the Fan Expo side. So in collaborating with Fan Expo, what you know Matt's kind of already touched on is we were really excited because in that collaboration, Fan Expo could bring what you know Fan Expo HQ does so well, which are these really immersive dynamic conventions that they do all over North America and combine it with what we love about Denver, what was Denver Pop Culture Con and this really, you know, we're a big city, but it had a small town con feel that was that oh, real community. Absolutely. So taking that with the power of Fan Expo and then kind of freeing up us at Pop Culture Classroom within the nonprofit to focus on making those connections to expand where we're able to do programming and to really build out that educational mission in new ways. So with that collaboration, what we're really excited about is we're still there. Uh, Pop Culture Classroom is the uh, charity, the nonprofit of Fan Expo Denver. Uh, we're gonna be doing educational programming and a lot of those things that we really love. So the programming, the kids lab, things like that are still very much a part of it and we're very um, involved in it. So uh, I'm excited. My role at Pop Culture Classroom is that event piece, that planning and making these things come together. And I 
cannot think of other words beyond exciting when we start looking at what it's going to be at Fan Expo and introducing new things like a gaming area for teens with uh, role-playing games and tabletop games and all of these really lots of video games lots yes. of that we games. couldn't provide before, but now Fan Expo can. And, exactly. and, if you need, if you need and the exciting, DM, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> exciting, I think, is the the operative word. Now, Sarah and I had the opportunity separately. We didn't plan this, but we went to the Denver, let's just call it the Denver Con at this point. Um, fair, fair. Uh, two years ago, Sarah? Was we it got, two years we ago? Three years ago, and we went two years ago. Okay. And we had a blast. Uh, it was, so we, we were used to the Salt Lake Con, which is more of a private, privately owned event. Mm -hmm. And then we, we expanded into Denver, which was more of a community based event, more of a, you know, it wasn't a for-profit kind of thing. Yeah. Non-profit run. Yeah. Which, which both appealed to us and we, again, Sarah and I didn't go together, mm -hmm. but we were there at the same time. We did meet up a, a, a couple of times, right, Sarah? Yeah, we met up a couple of times, yeah. But I went with, we, we so Sarah went because of Sarah's reasons. I can't remember. <laughs> no, Sarah has you, her reasons. I think the first year it she, was she David Tennant. Yeah. And it was my birthday, so David Well, Tennant. and that's, yeah. and, and the year that we went together, it was my sister's birthday mm -hmm. and she wanted to go to Denver for the con and other Colorado legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. But we had so much fun. Yeah. It, the, the, the process of getting in was a little more arduous than our mm -hmm. Salt Lake it was much, much more arduous than <laughs> Salt Lake's. But I, I felt good about it because it's like, okay, these guys are secure. You know, I wasn't mad about it. It wasn't a, <laughs> it wasn't a turnoff to me. I'm like, okay, these guys are actually checking everybody and kind of give a, a, a they care about who's in their con. And that's, Johnny, I wish everybody had your attitude. Yes, I, I do too, because I think that was something that really, when I first started volunteering, I came to Denver Pop Culture Con as a volunteer. I appreciated so much that, you know, that the directors and the staff had this moral obligation when it came to entrances. To make sure everybody was yes. going to be a safe, secure space to get into, and then that really safe, inclusive space inside as well. And not everyone appreciated that, but realizing the motivation behind it was a love for attendees and wanting yes. it to be a place mm -hmm. where everyone was going to be. I'm not going to say it wasn't frustrating, but I do appreciate it mm -hmm. because I felt safe the entire time in there, you know, and if yeah. people wanted to go out and have a smoke, there were areas for that and they didn't have to go through it to come back in. Whereas the Salt Lake Con, they might have it's to. It's not like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a vapor, yeah. <laughs> it's different. Also, like the 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 Denver Con was the only time I really got to hang out and chill with Neil Adams, so I'm a little tainted. 
Neil Adams <laughs> is my dude. Like he is a he is a prolific comic artist, and I got to sit there and talk to him about Iron Man. And I left feeling higher than any of the people outside smoking. <laughs> yeah, we are excited about what Fan Expo can bring to the table and what that can do for our partnership because we, especially I'm speaking from perspective of being in the kids lab and doing the program in the kids lab, mm -hmm. like we've really dialed it in the last couple of years. And when we did Reno Pop Culture yeah. Con, you know, we had- Which we missed, Charles... we weren't able to go. Oh, we it was a good time. Gonna go. was that? Really good time. Remember uh, that we had we were gonna be uh we we're gonna be panelists and then something happened and oh. I think I think I had a death in the family. I think my um my step grandmother had died or my grandmother had died. It was a couple of years ago. So stop killing people, Sarah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were gonna be panelists last year too. And then I was gonna say we were gonna yeah. go last year. And then that didn't work out either. Yep. So, so well, I think the last like I think the last uh the the last show expo whatever that any of us went to was when sheena was, and i went to toy con i went, like, went to toy con last right year we went to las vegas yeah like when they were about to no, be we went we were everything. in yeah no a week before everything shut down in vegas we were there and yeah we we like yeah. uh we were surprised dude, it still happened <laughs> apollo creed was supposed to be there and he wasn't but we didn't yeah. meet uh a treyu well, we sat and hung oh. out with Noah Hathaway for a while. And... Sheena met Noah Hathaway. I sat and played with his dogs. Well, but I'm also, <laughs> I'm also, I'm also already friends with Noah Hathaway on Facebook, and and I met him at a previous con here in Salt Lake. And I'm friends with his dogs because I like <laughs> dogs more than people. <laughs> his anyway, dogs, though, they're yeah, cute. His dogs, though, they were cute. So continue with with Reno. Sorry. Pop oh, culture. no, I was because so these experiences that you had. So like we have dialed in the kids lab so that when we were in Reno, we had Alan Tudyk reading a children's <gasps> oh, book. Oh, my God. To kids. He is a I just got goosebumps had, everywhere. We had um, Charles Martinet and Kenny James, who are the voices of Mario and Bowser. Mario, yes. Playing Mario Kart with kids no. in the kids lab. What? Like, think about oh, I would have pushed some kids out of my way to have them. I would have, I would sell we my did, children for that. We did have some very upset kids and some upset parents who were upset for their kids or for themselves. You know, we'll never be sure. Um, but you know, we got to do those things with the the minimal funding that a nonprofit can can provide, right? And now, which I love the uh, yeah and now with the power of of fan expo behind us and you know oh, it's gonna just think amazing. about what we can do now um which makes us so so excited we are still going to be having educators come for free to get free educational programming we will still be having local kids come for free um meaning amazing. not not every kid but we have a program called experience the comics mm -hmm. where like summer camps or school groups get to come to the con um especially that. those that may not have the opportunity to do that otherwise so those things they're still happening. So we are really trying to hang on to that, that energy, that small con feel, but in a, in a big con space. Um, so that's not going anywhere. Awesome. And, and I absolutely love that because like my, my kids, I have four kids uh, ranging from 25 to 10, no, 11. <laughs> I don't know. It's well, been a long time. I don't even know. I, I can I can only concur because Molly's Molly's ten. <laughs> so yeah, she is eleven. But 11. like my my kids have never had an issue reading. I did. I hated reading until I didn't, which is a stupid thing to say. But if no. you get it, you get it. And I I, I am of it. the Sorry, John. I am, I am of the opinion. <laughs> it's okay. I am I of the opinion that if you want to read 
something. I don't care if it's a comic book or a smutty romance novel or whatever. <laughs> if you want to read, I am for it. I am absolutely for it. Because like, you know, you look at the, the, the founding of our country and our country was founded by people that could read for people that couldn't. Mm-hmm. And literacy, again, I work for the library, so I'm pandering <laughs> just a little. Like, literacy is kind of a passion of mine. So, if you can get somebody who doesn't think they want to read to read, Absolutely. I am so about it. Like, for, for instance, my niece, who is uh, eight, nine, nine, she is nine. She has never liked to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, during <clears throat> during the pandemic, my mom, bless her heart, has tried so hard to get that kid to tr- to, to read. And, you know, because my mom, same thing, like me and my sister, that were the only two kids, we never really had a super, you know, issue with reading. But my niece has never liked it, never liked reading. So my mom got her a book by the by the guy that wrote uh, Jeff Kinney. He wrote the uh, Wimpy Kid books. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, he just like very recently he published a book by the side character who I don't remember the name. The the the, the Wimpy Kid's friend. He has this book about scary stories. I'm sure they're not really scary, but they're you know. Uh, and, and they're in a somewhat comic form. And my niece has, like, she ate that book up. And, and that's why I am so in favor of non-traditional mm-hmm. Absolutely. books. You get your, like, if your kid loves to read the book, it's a legit book. And mm-hmm. the, the, the love for reading, again for like the nine 900 time library employee if your kid loves to read you you have succeeded mm-hmm. and and that's what i love about the, the the things like uh the denver expo you know they want to spark that flame for kids mm-hmm. and i have so much respect for that they want kids to read just like all of us do Gosh, yeah. when, when I, I don't care to, what you're reading, read, read, read. Yep. When I went two years ago, Johnny, I spent some time in the kids lab area, just doing the media stuff, you know, just taking pictures and, and talking to parents. And that's kind of the thing they, they said the most to me is they were just happy that their kids were excited to be learning. Yes. And yeah. when you have a kid who's excited to learn, like, like Lily, she was totally all about the arches, you know, she was all about doing the junior ranger program, even you know, she started watching Steven Universe about two years ago. And so we went into a fossil and rock shop down in Santa Fe. And she is literally telling the rock lady, that's bismuth, that's amethyst, that's peridot. And she's like naming off all of the rocks just by looking at the woman's like, and and I I watch your stuff on on Instagram. And I'm like, obviously, like for purely obvious physical reasons i am not lily's father (laughs) but i am so proud and i am so happy that she has that passion Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is from the comms you know 
taking her to the cons and introducing her to things there, you know? Because here's the thing. So I taught, I taught elementary school for six years. I I was in the first grade classroom for two years. And I taught. Brave, brave man. (laughs) I I knew I got that vibe. It was, it was more, uh, I got a theater degree and then Teach for America came around and I was like, oh, I can have a set salary out of college. Um, Okay. But there was a lot more to it than that. I I saw the education (laughs) gap in, in my high schools. I did genuinely want to help. Um, But anyway, six years in elementary classrooms, four of those were spent teaching gifted and talented. Mm -hmm. And part of what gifted and talented is all about is encouraging students to find their passions. It is encouraging students to find what they love because here's the thing, reading, love of learning, which is in pop culture classrooms mission statement is to ignite a love of learning starts with interest. Mm -hmm. That's where it starts, it has to, right? If a student is not interested, they're not then gonna that's a barrier to entry. Yes. So mm-hmm. when you give a student who might be a struggling reader, I reading came naturally to me. I was lucky, mm-hmm. right? But for a lot of kids, it doesn't. And if you give them a book that they are not interested in, and it's a struggle for them to read the words, to decode the words or comprehend, they're going to say, no, there is no reason for them, for them to want to read that. And so they're going to struggle even more. But then if you give them a Pokemon game, where the only way to be successful is to read those words. There is a Mm -hmm. built-in incentive, right? They are going to push themselves to read those words, right? If you give them a comic book where then they can use the images to help them understand what the words are saying, that is going to help them. We can get to Shakespeare, right? We can get to (laughs) Catcher in the Rye. We will get there, but let's start with something that might be able to help them. And you know what? Maybe we got to Shakespeare and they want manga Shakespeare to be able to read that and be interested. Fuck Yes, give yes. them manga Shakespeare. Yes. So, so what do you so do for the, kids the, who are struggling with math? Because that's, that's let me my let one. me just interject real real quick, Sarah. This like <laughs> that was absolutely me, like, and, and my niece. So you wanted manga manga Shakespeare? No, I hate Shakespeare. I hate Shakespeare to this day. <laughs> oh, but, you're talking to a couple of theater kids, Whoa. and that's Uh-oh. fine. Like, if <laughs> you have words. to translate English, it's not for me. Excuse me, much ado about nothing English. is the best Shakespeare play ever. <laughs> no, it's I crap. But anyway, <laughs> like my like my niece. Let's go to my niece. Like my niece hated reading. She just had. She wanted nothing to do with reading. Like she would do it, but it was just uh, pulling teeth. Uh, sure. uh, yeah, that's how my and then is too. and then my mom. I don't know why, because it had nothing to do with me, which would have made way more sense. My mom got my niece Animal Crossing, the new one. Oh yeah, Animal Crossing New Horizons. New Horizons, and that encouraged my niece to learn to read because she wanted to know what's going on that helped yeah. a lot you really last year too yeah if you find the subject matter interesting you you care yeah and that means so much now but on that note though yeah go ahead but on that sorry but on that note though just sorry before i lose it because i know with my memory i will if i don't say <laughs> something now if if somebody is into it but they just flat out have a hard time focusing long enough to actually read it. Do you know what yes. I mean? Cause I yes. have a bajillion books that I would love to read, including a, a graphic novel I told you about recently that I bought at Tui's coffee shop. 
that I I just can't get I can't focus enough to to read it, which is that would be depressing. that would be Watchtower Cafe at fifteen eighty Watchtower Main Cafe, Salt Lake City, Utah. Go in there and coffee tell and them comics. Geek Parenting sent you. I won't get you a discount, but Tui will be happy. But to you'll see get you. some really good coffee, and Tui will say and it is awesome. Oh, but so anyway, with that, but with that note though, like I I want to read. I want to be I want to be better at it, but I just my brain it doesn't mm-hmm. it goes. I'm bipolar, so I have a hard time focusing. My brain's just. All the so time. what 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 does work for you when you are trying to learn something new? What does work for you? Ooh, good um, question. I love that. Yeah, and and most of the time I'm a learn by doing type of thing. I can't like mm-hmm. if somebody shows me how to do something, I'm just like, okay, now let me do it, and and then I'll you know what I mean. So I'm I'm that type of person. <laughs> so so it's are basically you... let me try this. I'm gonna screw it up, and that's the best way I learn. Sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's or, not... or yes, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a learn a by failing. No, yeah, yeah absolutely. A I'm a learn by failing type of person too. I learn everything the hard way growing up. That's absolutely that, that is how, how I, I do it. Yeah, that's how a lot let me, of people let, do it. Let me let me screw but it up. I just up. mean when I'm it comes to learn. reading. That's yeah. Me. So when it comes to reading, how do you encourage, especially like even a, I mean I know this is more about children, right? Because they're developing and trying to read and all that. But stuff. But it's the same way. But you, it's the yeah. same thing. And 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 I'm struggling right now as a parent with my daughter who is the same way, and she has a hard time. I don't know if she's bipolar yet, but the odds are in not in her favor, <laughs> but um, unfortunately she has two parents with bipolar. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time myself trying to encourage, you know, the reading when I myself struggle with reading, mm-hmm. she's like, well, you're going to read with me. I'm like, if, if I noticed that a student, for example, was really interested in something and wanted to do it, but was struggling for other reasons, Honestly, I would refer them to a specialist, a reading specialist mm-hmm. at that point, or a behavior specialist okay. at that point to yeah. say, okay, let's get an actual evaluation done. You know, let's see if there is something else that is keeping that student from being able to focus from whatever that is, right? I could probably um, answer all that with my kid. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, because it could, be, <laughs> it could be a dyslexia issue. It could sure. be an ADHD yeah. issue, which, you know, comics, graphic novels, games can of course help with, but at that they point, can- you're going to need something else right some and, other sort of intervention to and be it's able tough to... with a, like the digital age right trying to get oh. these kids to like go back and read just a book even and i'm oh my sure gosh. johnny if you know could attest at some point when he's you know not i mean away from the desk but these kids are growing what? up on short form yeah formats right they're growing up on tweets they're growing up on memes they're growing up right. on gifs on yep. five minute youtube videos yeah um, oh my gosh youtube oh so we, yeah. as a culture, have just <laughs> distilled everything down to short form. When we want to communicate, that's how we communicate usually is in short form format, mm-hmm. right? Right. So when you are trying to encourage a kid to enjoy long form media, whether it's a, a novel, whether it's a long video, I mean, it's just practice. Just a movie sometimes, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I just need to discipline myself even then in that, you know, on that note, I probably just need to do it. just yeah. need to read more. Just do it. Is that Just the answer? <laughs> I mean, you tell well, me. I don't. <laughs> and again, keep experimenting to figure out what works for you because maybe yeah. you, you know, for maybe for you, it's a video game where you're not mm-hmm. only reading, but you're also like uh, doing something, right? Right. Um, maybe for you, it is you need to read something with a purpose. So maybe you need to read a D&D manual because you know that's going to have a, a payoff later, right? <laughs> but no, no, no. Finding, you yeah, know. I, I, I'm with her. I'm with her when it comes to the, the D&D stuff it's overwhelming there's just 
way too much information. I had a hard time even trying to build my character a little. Like basically, uh, mm-hmm. John Johnny and I have started doing our own little D and D group with some friends, and his son like knows how to do everything, and I don't know how to do anything. So they were just like, "Shane, it's your turn. What do you want to do?" It's going to be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah so if like, you don't have somebody that that can explain it in a way that you it, connect yeah. with it's Sarah, really you should come dense. join our party <laughs> i want to i need to yeah, i'm supposed fun. to do a one shot and i keep putting it off because i'd never have i haven't haven't had time to prepare johnny's just saying that because he needs help <laughs> I, she's not wrong i suck as a dm no <laughs> that, not like that i mean right, in right. teaching i'm everybody. gonna start hurting the cats guys hurting the cats hurting the cats but, but as far as reading I'm sorry, I'm going back a little bit here. As far as reading, I, I, uh, so I have been going to the same comic shop since 2003, 2004. And Black Cat, Dr. Rolf? Black Cat, yeah, Black Cat. And they, Black Cat, has a great, like, I love Greg, he's the owner, Mm -hmm. but there's an employee. I, I I don't know if she's still there. I haven't seen her in a minute, so I don't want to be wrong. Taylor. <laughs> yes. Taylor. Is she still there? Do you know? I think she's still I think she's still there. Yeah. So Taylor is fantastic. Oh, she knows what like, she she knows what to give she, you. She, she knows, knows what to give kids. Like. Everything. So a few years back, I was like, hey, Taylor, I have a a, a young woman. I need to get her a comic that's not too mature, but I don't want it to be like a, a you know, a, a kitty thing. I don't want it to be like Looney Tunes or Donald Duck, you know. And she, you know, she. We'll, we'll unpack that later because there's nothing wrong with Looney Tunes and Donald Duck. No, anyway. there's there's <laughs> not there's not. But you know, I'm just talking to Taylor's strengths, and she was like, "Okay, this kid should read Lumberjanes." And I was like, okay, I'll give that a try. Recommendation. And years, years later, my 13-year-old is still reading Lumberjanes and loves it. Oh, so yeah. oh, if you've got a good comic shop in your area with a good staff that knows their stuff, they can like, like I've known so many kids that, and, and I'm in, I'm in this group when I was a kid, I hated reading. I see. I don't get that, Johnny. Until I discovered Iron Man comics oh, in 1991. Okay. You got to remember, my mom taught me to read when I was three so that she wouldn't kill me because I was driving her crazy. That's my story, <laughs> well, too. Yeah. You, you exactly. drive us crazy, and I'm glad I know. you read. So my mom started, <laughs> and then my first grade, I was reading at a sixth grade level, and sixth grade, I was reading at like a 12th grade level. It was ridiculous. Yep. Same. Like, I was so, advanced. I just didn't yeah. want just to didn't do like it. it. Just well, didn't like it. And there's some things growing up that I, like, I if I was into it enough, I could read it. Like, I, I read all the Twilight books. I read all the Hunger Games books. I, I've i read, um like, Ron Perlman's, uh, what's it called? what's it called uh biography which autobiography. is great. it's phenomenal and then i've read uh what's Neil it Patrick called Harris's uh, easy street the hard way yeah easy street uh, the hard way ron perlman is my favorite <laughs> his his uh it's a good read by the way just in case anybody hasn't read it if you haven't checked it it's out. a good audio book too neil, because neil he, patrick he, harris does he read it yes 
he does in his audiobook but uh neil patrick yeah. harris uh does a write your own or sorry uh choose your own autobiography he, he which does i it, still like, choose your own adventure <laughs> it is phenomenal it's so good um but stuff like that 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 interests me i can kind of get through but when it comes down to things that i'm like you know there's just certain books and even if i have like an interest in them i just struggle I struggle to get through it sometimes. I have to reread paragraphs over mm -hmm. and over again. Like I had Would short stories I tried to get into because I thought if they're short, you know, I can probably do it. Like BJ Novak has a book of short stories and they're really, really good. And I've read most of them, but then I just kind of, you know, it's like the fire kind of fizzles out and I just kind of <laughs> have a hard time getting through all of it. So and when you guys are doing the programming, what do you keep in mind when, you know, you've got these kids with these shorter attention spans? What do you what do you do to make sure that these programs are are geared towards those shorter t attention spans? And yes, how do you yes, know what the you. kids are interested in? Do you survey them? Do you kind of do some some interviewing to figure out what the kids are into that year? Well, Matt, I'm gonna let you answer that question, but I I want to plug um, something we haven't talked about, and that's our Excellence in Graphic Literature Awards. As yep. we look at you know looking for what are the the graphic novels that we want to be reading and you know what there are so many options now what is out there and you know what do we want to look at I first? think you guys just gave one to Raina Telgemeier right was that last year yes last she year won, and that my uh, daughter Guts was super won yeah middle grade best fiction yeah and my daughter loves nice. her loves her books like she was so excited she's very had popular uh, yeah. she's yeah. the very best popular. like uh, Guts was one of the best it was a New York Times bestseller Didn't she for write a Ghost. While. Yes. Yes. Nice. And I think Drama Smile and is the other smile. one. Yeah, yeah. My daughter yeah. loves those books. Yeah. Molly absolutely. actually reads Oh, my those, kids so too. Those, yeah. yeah. So Molly she, she deserved books. that definitely last well, year. And, and at my library, our children's library, and bless her heart, I don't know how she does it every month. We have a, a JGN. And for those of you that don't know, that's a juvenile graphic novel. You know, it's for younger kids, grade school kids. She does a JGM uh, title every month, and she she puts the the title out for you know for for the kids to read, and puts out activities and like uh, encourages the kids to to write a review mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. the graphic novel and. This month, it, it just happened. Last month, I actually was able to help. I don't think I was much help. You know, <laughs> I'm not a librarian. I'm 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 working on it. You're getting there, but yeah. But the kids love it. You know, they they write a review about the the uh, the, the the book. They come in. They they turn their review in, and we don't give a single care about what the review says they, they they come back and they turn in their review we give them a little prize and 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 some of the reviews are so cute that we can't <laughs> help but share them throughout the whole system now our 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 system has 17 libraries and the last one this kid comes in and was like yeah i love the book it was you know i liked it for this and that but i feel I feel like I should get two prizes, <laughs> one for me, one for my brother. And, you know, we're just like, whatever, you know, you read the book. Here you go. And it wasn't the kid that came and turned it in. It was the grandfather. And the grandfather was like, he was a little trepidatious. He was like, 
yeah here's here's the review the kid really liked the book he asked for two prizes you know he's younger his brother's a teenager he the the, the teenage brother doesn't care at <laughs> all about the prize but the the kid that read it wants two prizes so he can go to school and trade the prizes for other things oh no and we're just like okay here's two prizes like <laughs> If the the, that's the it, kind of yeah, that's the kind of rule reading, breaking that I like to encourage. Yeah, if uh, you know, go for those it. rules you can bend on what that <laughs> book report looks like. Yes. And I mean, that's the library's. You know, if the library has time to mentor students and talk to them about the content of a review and things like that, great. But like, leave that to their classroom teachers. You know, mm -hmm. if you can't, the library encouraging them to have that critical thought process about what they read is already doing so much to engage those kids, and they're getting real life practice of what a professional, you know, critic would be doing, yes, right? Yeah, and of absolutely. course we can refine that later, but if some kid wants to be like, look, I deserve two because this, <laughs> this, and this, like, okay, give me your reasoning, right? Um, one thing, you know, we touched a lot on how beneficial fiction can be, right, with graphic mm -hmm. novels, but like, and especially for libraries and talking about our EGL awards, there is a plethora of nonfiction graphic novels coming out right now that again can get our kids interested in those subjects as well. Um, Sheena, you were talking about that you like to listen to biographies is kind of what it sounded like, right? So you're getting into that nonfiction yeah. realm. So mm -hmm. one of my absolute, uh, I have a couple favorites and Tasia knows that I love to talk about these, but <laughs> one of them is the comic book history of comics by Fred nice. Linty and uh, Ryan Dunlavey. So it is again, a comic book that tells you about the history of comics. Of comics. That's um, cool. Oh, I love that. You have, I That's have the awesome. same thing, but for video games. So this <gasps> is the comic book story of video games. And it, it goes all the way back to like World War One and goes in depth. Like these are like textbooks here with how much, you know, you rigorous content they have. Your friends and family after you read those because all you're going to be wanting to talk about is talking is about all that. of these connections. I need and that. Your family's going to be like enough about what happened during World War One that led to the comic book. See now I'm curious. The historian of me must know why. What? How do video games connect to World War One? I? I have to know. And see now I have to go. Your by family's your family's would... going to be like I don't care about Shigeru Miyamoto. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but like even you know Fred Van Linty who does this also does like action presidents and action philosophers where you can read graphic novels about those, you know, and then of course we have our colorful history line, but um, you know, our EGL awards for uh, we do children's middle grade, uh, young adult and adult. And each one of those gets a fiction and nonfiction award. Nice. Um, so if you're looking for those recommendations, if the library is looking for, you know, what should we highlight next? The EGL awards, take a look at not only just the winners, but the nominees for each category as well. Cause we get some really high quality stuff and our 2021 nominees will be coming out mm -hmm. soon so those interested stay tuned to absolutely all our media. We're gonna be and we'll be sure to to share that information of course on geek parenting when that comes out as well we thank you we'd appreciate usually, that we usually post up the press releases we're like hey look <laughs> there's cool stuff coming out yeah yeah <laughs> so so tell me a little bit about we're kind of you know closing up on our time here um but tell us a little bit more about the future of a pop culture classroom again we've talked about it a little bit but within the next year and the next few years, where do you guys want to see it going? What would you like to be doing? And what can our audience help you uh, with in those, in those, you know, with those coming projects? What you need Besides to us coming to Denver and attending your con, because <laughs> we love Denver. It is very helpful. <laughs> I haven't been able to go, so I'm excited to go check it out. Yep. 
Cajun, you want to take that one? Well, I would say definitely come, come to Fan Expo Denver. Um, look, you know, look at the website. We've started a new YouTube show, but it mm-hmm. also is airing on all of the pop, or excuse me, the podcast um, platforms where twice a month we have a show early in the month where we just dive into all things nerdy and pop culture. And that's our pop stream show. Uh, we Last just night we had an through. episode about toxic fandoms with uh, Shauna Potter, oh, who yeah. uh, is oh, lead singer of War on Women started. and wrote a book about making safer spaces. Yep. And Actually, don't I just, get me I just started started followed her today. Fandom. She's amazing. It was yeah, a fantastic so, conversation, I would say. Just really diving into what does it mean to not be a part of a toxic fandom and how mm-hmm. do fans- God, do they even exist? <laughs> We're trying. We're going to make them exist. We're going to do it. The, the, the Denver, whole episode the Denver was- Denver pop culture classroom fandom is going to be the non-toxic fandom. <laughs> yeah, the whole episode was- It makes sense. <laughs> the whole episode was just, don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't be a hey, dick. That's, that's, and when you <laughs> see someone being a dick, motto. do something, something about Call it. Do something yes. about it. Yeah. My dude, yes. yes. <laughs> that's like my life motto. That's like yeah. something will, I've said my whole life. I will life. check a fool. A oh my heck. I will check a fool. <laughs> so you have the, the YouTube channels and the podcasts. Um, what else do you guys have planned for the upcoming uh, year We're, in terms of releases. hopefully another another partnership with uh breckenridge brewery oh right? yes <laughs> box That's machina always... sarah box yeah. machina my cup oh is... heck yeah i still have somewhere <laughs> yep oh, we've got the glasses yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> all my kitchen is stocked with is breckenridge <laughs> I, I am terrified that one day i'm going to drop my box machina cup and i will be so sad <laughs> because i love that cup so much so after after the con we went to at the airport at the Denver airport, I actually bought a, a Breckenridge Brewery hat. Because you love them so much. <laughs> I love them that much. Like, we'll pass the word I, along. Den- Denver Con, I think, like, I like the Salt Lake Con, I do. But no, Denver's so much better. I'm sorry. Denver is so well, that's good. Why, and, and you've I, said that I, for a long time. I have. So I've said, said that, that for a couple of years and, now. And that's why I was so excited to go last year and then all this happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, won't go to, I won't go to San Diego. I won't. Yeah, I, don't I, 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 I don't think I could handle it anymore. I don't hate be. myself that much. Denver? Even, Salt, even Salt Lake can be overwhelming sometimes yeah. with how much geek there is. And it's like, uh, it just, it just, San Diego just seems like a nightmare to me. <laughs> so anyway, what do you guys, what else do you guys have planned for the upcoming year? Uh, we um, have new events that we're introducing. We're excited to have a family festival that we'll be doing in the Denver area in July. So ooh. we'll be posting more about that soon to social media. And we're looking at just expanding and doing events on a more regular basis. So as much as we love that, you know, kind of mountaintop experience that is Denver. Uh, will be yep. Denver uh, Fan Expo, uh, looking at having smaller events throughout the year that can allow us to to chase that high of family learning and fun um, in a lot of different ways. So stay tuned to our social media for that. We've also introduced a lot of really great new merch. Um, anyone who loves nerd merch and you want to support Pop Culture Classroom, go to our website, see what we've got. Uh, there's a lot of things that we're introducing in the next year that it's- Speaking it's of be, merch, uh, can you show us your Babu Frick a little better? Oh, I, I see him there and I love him so much. Frick, yeah, isn't he fantastic? <laughs> oh, he's so cute. I don't know if you'll be able to hear him. Let me find which one. Oh. I love him so much. <laughs> and and I was gonna I, I was gonna ask is that is that James Hans on your wall? It or is, is that somebody 
Oh, no, okay. actually, yeah. this one isn't. This Sorry, is guys, we're nerding out about all the art. No, we just are. the the bottom, the bottom <laughs> ones, oh, though. These are Ben Bird. Ben Bird. Oh, Ben yeah. Bird. Okay, similar similar styling though. He kind of has a Winnie Pooh, Winnie the Pooh esque. Uh, ben Bird, like Johnny, I think yeah. introduced me to Ben Bird at, at Salt Lake. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah. I need it all. I need it all. I couldn't tell if that was art. so. My bad, James Hans, <laughs> if you hear this, but Hans is good bird. too. <laughs> He is a genuinely just a, a wholesome, amazing person too. So if you have nice. the to buy, he's a big Disney nerd. So oh, cool. right down our yeah. alley. Oh, I, I I met Neil Hans Adams at the too. Salt Lake Con, but I got to know him at the Denver Con because he is such a down to earth guy. Like he is a prolific comic, like uh, cover artist, but he was such a down to earth, real guy. I like my dream is to have a Neil Adams like original like I want to hire him to do a, a firestorm because that's my guy and like that is my dream Wait, you like firestorm no I didn't know yeah, that I'm just kidding. Let's... I did hear this on the one episode that I listened to today yeah I did hear that actually yeah, he's got his tattoo, firestorm oh he's he's definitely a firestorm fan <laughs> So we, I actually we also... want to write a Firestorm comic <laughs> to make him an A-list character, but that's a whole different thing. Dude, <laughs> we can to also, mention the nail painting. We can also yeah. donate to, to Pop Culture Con as well, right? If we want to make monetary donations, that's also yep. available on the website. Yep, okay. popcultureclassroom.org. Uh, everything helps. Everything we've talked about is done through donations. Um, we're a nonprofit, so mm -hmm. if you want to support the power of pop culture and education. Especially after this last year, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please. Yeah. So how? So this please. is my. This is kind of they my last question it. as we, we, as we wrap it, it up because we want to yeah. go. <laughs> um, how did COVID affect you guys, and how did it affect the programming that you guys were putting on during the last year? That's a Have big question. A you you want to finish with that? <laughs> well, okay, maybe, not finish. maybe not finish with that. But uh, no, no. It's, I, I am I curious mean, to know how it affected you guys because that was one of my biggest concerns. She's like summarized last year with the cancellation of the con was oh what's going to happen to pop culture classroom. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like anybody in the arts, anybody in events, anybody in performing spaces, we got hit pretty hard. Um, Denver oh, pop oh, culture con man. supplied 90% of our funding, uh, to, to the organization for everything we were doing, including putting on the con, including all of our educational efforts funding, you know, when we create issues of colorful history, those you got to pay your artists and we're yeah. going to pay them what they're worth. And so oh, yeah. those add up, they're expensive, right? Yeah. So all of these type of things, even down to, you know, pay, supplementing what we pay our teachers to go out and do the outreach. That was all kind of um, in jeopardy really. Um, and so uh, our, we had to make some tough decisions. So we were a bigger staff, um, you know, we were a staff of about 13 and now we are a staff of five. Um, and we are no longer running Denver Pop Culture Con ourselves, right? That is not we're not the ones making the whole event happen. Um, so those were kind of the, the biggest effects, which Suck. broke us. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. And so since- Support um, those teachers for hell's sake. <laughs> for yeah, hell's absolutely. Um, you know, thankfully our teaching staff, so essentially what we had to do is say, we can't put as many resources toward the con. So we had to figure out a way to make that work, which we did. And we're so excited about how that turned out. Um, and now we are really rebuilding a lot of what our programming looked like. So before where we got to have a whole bunch of, you know, we had an on-site classroom in our, our office space that we had some one-off workshops, introductory workshops, you know, a couple times a week. 
Um, so we're kind of shifting away from that model and moving more towards the model that Tajan was talking about of having um, some bigger events, partnering with other folk um, that and focusing our energies in less frequent but really awesome events. The family festival that Tajan was talking about earlier is going to be like a whole bunch of workshops and things for kids. It's like the kids lab for one day um, at the Pace Center in, in the Denver area, right? Nice. Um, you said that was so, in July? Yes, it'll be at the end of the July. We haven't started marketing yet or anything. So we'll, right. we'll let all y'all know when that's going to happen. I was going to say, we need to plan a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so really for those fun. of you listening, you know, around Johnny's birthday, make sure you contribute <laughs> at the end of July. Get it. But yeah, it's been a lot of reevaluating figuring out what our future looks like and how do we get there, um, especially with such a small team. Right now we are building up a, a core of volunteers that can help us with all of these things. Um, so that's part of our, our road ahead, but uh, COVID was definitely a big shakeup, uh, but we're hoping that it's gonna make us even better in, in the long run. And it, it, it you know, affected our, our, our work family. It affected the family that puts on Denver Pop Culture Con. Um, so I can't, you know, not say that that was an awful, awful experience. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> that when it comes back, it's going to come back with a vengeance because mm -hmm, so. we, we as the consumer have missed, missed it. these cons and oh, we yeah, are absolutely. so desperate to come back. Absolutely. I'm like, yeah. and, Do you know how excited I heard even, it was when I found out that we, was going on this month? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what we had to put, Johnny, that's what we had to put at the front of our mind was, you know, what does our attendee experience look like? What does our vendor experience look like? All these yes. folk who depend on a pretty sizable paycheck from Denver Pop Culture Con and yeah. getting to vend there, right? How can we make this the best experience for everyone possible? Um, and yeah. thankfully yes. we landed on this partnership with Fan Expo. So we, we can't wait Fantastic. to see what that looks and, like. And I, I love that. I'm like, I love, I don't get me wrong. I have loved our local con for the uh, community. For how, how long has it been going, Sarah? Six, oh, seven years? Seven years now? Is seven this, years. But be, going to here. Denver is it. So going to Denver, which isn't that far for us, is it's more of an event experience. because we can, it, it, it's more of a, yeah, experience. Like it's Sarah vacation. Said. Yeah. 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 It's We're on vacation. Yeah, and, and I told this to Johnny, we talked about this before, after we've come back from Denver, is it just, there's something about being in that building that feels different. Different. And yes. I don't know if it's, if it's because it does have that sense <laughs> of that nonprofit or I mean, it's other stuff that Johnny and Sheena and I know about that went on behind the scenes <laughs> and those stories you get those after stories. the show yeah. yeah um yeah. but it just felt very much it, it just felt good to be there and that's i think why we we, we liked it so much well and also yeah. why we're anticipating the future of, of all of this as well so final question like, anticipating the future what's one thing you would really like to see happen at fen expo whether it's at the end of this year i know there, there's talk maybe at the end of the year we might be able to do something or next year what's the one thing you want to see happen most for your first event when it comes back for our first event when it comes back yeah okay Whenever i want be. to see a packed gaming lounge packed gaming lounge kids and teens and adults just being able to really uh, engage and experience with games in new ways and just the community that that fosters and the excitement that it can bring that is something i'm very excited no no i absolutely love that because that's 
part of the reason I decided to start a D&D game ineptly uh, <laughs> is if you can do it well, which I can't, you can really bring Johnny. We're going to need to switch together. around your inner monologue. Don't compare yourself to Matt. No, nobody's Sheena can can verify. <laughs> no, Sheena cannot. Because Sheena, but, when it comes to, you're talking to the queen of self-loathing, and yeah. I'm telling you, but, like, but stop. But the point is, you know, if you can do these games and you can do them competently you can bring people together in a way you would never expect. And there's a lot that people now, can learn from playing and them. I, I can't speak for any of you except for Sarah, because I know Sarah and I are about the same age. We, we grew up in the time of satanic panic where mm -hmm. D&D was the tool of the devil. Oh, you got to look out. <laughs> and now here we are smarter and later and it's like no it's a game mm -hmm. we, like look at stranger things that's what brought those kids together it can mm -hmm. bring your kids together it can bring it can See, bring I, I just was together. raised i was just raised to not know that it existed in the first place i was too, too busy being raised mormon to know what the fuck it was so. and matt what about so, what's something you'd like to see for the coming year or the, i was gonna say event? I'm going to cheat a little bit. This might be a this year thing. It might be in a one or two year thing, but I want us to be on the stage for Educators Day uh, telling teachers about our new teaching guides for Nintendo games that Nintendo has put yes! an official quality <laughs> seal on. Um, this is another proposal that we actually just sent a uh, partnership Nintendo? proposal. Yeah, exactly. I know, Dude, I know you are. I am such um, a... Like I Reggie, I know you don't work for Nintendo anymore, but I know you can no, put in a good word. Uh, yes, Mr. Bowser, uh, I know you're listening, but yeah, to be able to produce teaching guides with I the Nintendo seal of Nintendo approval Nintendo for nerd. like Nintendo Labo <laughs> or, you know, yes. uh, yeah. like Mario Maker or Mario something Maker. like that. And I want to be able to have a, a panel or a Ring workshop fit. where we can teach teachers at con how to put that in their classroom. That's dude, amazing. Dude, Ring Fit. Let's get them kids active. And us I haven't used adults. it yet, but I've, it looks a lot of fun. I've got mine. Mine's right here. Just and I, dance. Just dance. Just dance. Too, just dance. I just got Just Dance recently. It's so much fun. Just Dance hurts. It the, does the hurt. VR. It does hurt. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it does the, hurt, but it's so good. The VR headset that I use for my cardio, there's like a, a an app called Supernatural. It's basically Beat Saber, but you have a, a trainer there and it makes you <laughs> do a lot more squats. Yeah, <laughs> wrong supernatural, Johnny. Wait, do you do you do the? Sorry, Matt. Do you do the uh, the VR on the PlayStation or on the computer? Yes, I have. Uh, I have a like PlayStation both, yeah. VR that I no. Uh, I we have an Oculus Quest. Um, Oculus, yeah. But I also I, I have the PlayStation VR um, that I bought like day one, mm -hmm. and yeah, so when yeah, the yeah. second that iteration was, of that comes out, I will be again. That was a lifesaver yeah, last yeah, year. Oh yeah, is it wrong? It's wrong, John. Is it wrong? It's wrong. No, I'm is sorry. The wrong? Jensen Ackles Supernatural is oh. never wrong. Oh, okay. Well, that's true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. But you were wrong about this. It was okay. wrong. I am. But, sorry, guys. This is but different. bringing it back, Supernatural, <laughs> I did meet, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy that plays Bobby Oh yeah. in Denver. Yeah, that's there right. Oh, yeah. Back. Bring it back. We, had, we had all the guests <laughs> right back around, huh, Johnny? Yeah, David. Well, I also met the dude that played. Barrowman. I met the dude that played Biff in Back to the Future, and he oh, was yeah. so nice. 
I love that guy. Thomas F. Wilson. Yeah. One of the favorite people I met in Denver. So let's keep this Denver fan expo going. Yes. So for all all those listening, if you're one of those folk that, you know, on social media is like, oh, bring this person, bring this person, just direct that to fan expo now. Because they're the ones that need that info. (laughs) I'm going to tell them to bring back critical role people and that they need to come and help out with that gaming room because I bet they could help get a packed game room. And yes. We did at Denver Pop Culture Con 2019, Matt Mercer did a little secret. Like we didn't tell anybody about it. We didn't uh, put it on the programming schedule. Were we there, Sarah? And he had this whole posse that this. walked him over to the kids lab and then he read a kid's story oh, um, on the kids lab stage. Oh, did I can, miss it? Our, 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 we were there that year. We missed yeah, that. Yeah, we oh were there gosh. and I missed that. We That's didn't awesome. tell anybody about it uh, <laughs> because we were scared that it that was it just going been... to be a swarm at the kids it lab. It would have been. Oh yeah, it would have been. Well, but it was a cool I don't surprise. know. I think yeah. cr- I think critters could have handled themselves when it comes to. I no. think, yeah, Sarah would have been slapping kids like get <laughs> out of the way. Not, <laughs> I'm the one who cried in front of Matt Mercer, embarrassing myself. <laughs> you cried and unhugged Matt Mercer. Yes, I know. It's it's a whole story. We'll, we'll tell that story another day. Um, Period. Tajan, do you guys have anything you want to add before we end this evening? Thank you for having yes, us. Well, thanks thank for coming you. on and dealing oh, with our no, insanity. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, this you is, can find their... all those resources we talked about, all the donation link. You can find all of that at popcultureclassroom.org. Uh, and please subscribe. So Tajan and I co-host our, our bi-weekly streaming show, PopStream. Uh, so get on YouTube or Twitch. Give us a, a, a subscription there. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, once a month, it's all just nerd, nerd, nerd. And then the other uh, show oh, for that yes. month, it's... How do you implement that into a classroom? So uh, next That's week, awesome. we're actually, we've got uh, the creator of Hey Listen Games, um, Zach Hartsman, who writes lesson plans for video games and puts them available for free on his website. We're having That's him cool. on our show. So it's going to be God. super See, exciting. And my, my instructional brain, designer brain just went, oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. What <laughs> could I teach with Horizon Zero Dawn? What could I teach with God <laughs> What can I teach? Oh, I can teach, uh, you know, Viking history. And uh, see. <laughs> he actually just put out a post about using uh, papers, please, if you're familiar with really? that. Um, oh, he does crap, a lot of really? indie. Yeah, he uses awesome. a lot of indie games. Um, oh, wow. So I'm papers, super excited please, to talk to him. That is like, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know why, but it is one of the most entertaining things to watch Jeremy <laughs> Dooley play on Achievement Hunter. I don't yes. know why it's so entertaining, <laughs> but I love watching him play that. And it Zach really uses it funny to teach game. immigration. Yeah, that's right. So, cool. so I, I can't wait Dang. to talk to him. Anyway. Yeah, that's guys, wing-y. thank you so much for coming and joining us tonight Ooh. on our first show back in a very, very long time. Very long. And congrats yeah. on being back. Yes, yes we're, we're back now. So finally, I think we're all vaccinated. We we're might, part even, of we might this. even record in person. I'll go get another bottle of tequila from Mexico. <laughs> and we will. Can so, I be there so, for that? We'll yes, um, yeah. So yes, the next, yes. like, when 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 Fan Expo Denver opens up again, I think Matt may hang out, maybe hold hands. I'm just protecting. <laughs> yes, we'll I will bring we'll tequila it. to that, and we will have a fun D and D night. Phil, my, my <laughs> wife can stand a few paces back. She won't. <laughs> She's cool. She's cool like that. Anyway, Johnny, cool. <laughs> you, you want to sign us off? Up, up, and orale! Did you just boot me with a lightsaber? Sheena doesn't even remember her sign off. She was, she was like, I don't so know. Long. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. What did I used to say? What it's did gone. I used to say? If, if you're going to be a dick, be a dick with panache. Yes. Yeah, that's it.
Fuck. Oh boy. That's like the don't be a dick, but it's fancier. Yeah. Can yeah. I have a t-shirt? Asian, anything? Uh, yeah. Do you guys have sign-offs? No pressure. You don't have to. <laughs> uh, I mean, when I do my personal show with my husband, I say, until next time, be queer is dope. Oh, uh, yes. Like that. That's yes. all I got for you. That's not my PCC line. That's my yes. personal brand. But uh, I like it. We, I like it. That is on brand for us. Yes, it is actually. Oh, that's awesome. I'll use my sign off from last night. You know, revel in all things nerdy. Yes. Uh, revel in it. Here's some money, go see a Star Wars.